It's good. Yes. All right. Hey, everybody. You already know who it is. It's Dr. J. It's Einstein right here. And we're back at it again. So, yes, two days ago, two days ago was a bad day for me. I did a video answering somebody's question on social media, how to overcome thinking. And it was midnight and it was awful. Like, <laughs> like she asked me a question on Twitter and I still have yet to get back to her since, when did she ask me that question? She asked me that question uh, on the second. So what's today? Today is the fourth. So asked me that question two days ago and I still haven't gotten back to her because I hated the video. The video sucked. It was the worst. Like, I was just rambling and talking. But no, not today. I'm ready to attack this video with my boy Justin. So let's go ahead and get to it, man. So somebody asked me a question on social media, and she basically said that she struggles with overthinking, right? So she says she's been struggling with overthinking her whole entire life, and she tries really hard to let God take control and show her what's wrong and what's right. But some days she just seems to not be able to pull herself out of her own thoughts and she used and then she eventually gets angry because of this right and she doesn't know what to do so are you that person are you are you struggling with the same thing overthinking because if i'm being honest i think everybody struggles with overthinking to an extent but some people don't think at all so let's eliminate those type of people but some people some people are overthinkers like me like i would put myself in a boat of the overthinking category do you overthink justin yeah, and I do all the time, especially making decisions. Yeah. And I think to an extent, I was going to, one question I asked in that video, it's a really good question. I asked, like, is overthinking a good thing or a bad thing, right? Uh, and to an extent, it's a great thing because you need to think before you act. You need to count the cost of every decision. You need to calculate everything. You need to examine yourself. You need to test to see if you're in the faith. In order to do that, you got to think, right? You got to ponder. And not just that, you got to allow the word to speak to you and then, uh, you know, allow the word to renew your mind, like Romans 12 talks about. I'm going to talk about that in the video uh, later on. But basically, guys, like, it's okay to think, right? You need to ponder stuff. I think all the time. I think about, um, you know, my I think about stocks and investing and cryptocurrency. So I think about, you know, a lot of stuff before I invested on the pros and the cons of investing in this. And am I willing to lose my money in this? How much money am I willing to lose? Like that takes a lot of thought process. And if you don't think before you invest that you're in a, you're on a bad path, man. So like <laughs> same thing, career path. Like before you choose a major in college, you need to think. A lot of people have not thought, thought through thoughtfully what they're, you know, before they major in something and stuff like that. So yeah, guys, you got to think. You guys get what I'm trying to say, man. So. Yeah, but sometimes you can overthink, so you can think too much. So if I thought about stocks all the time, and that's all I ever thought about was stocks, boy, I would be out of my stocks in a jiffy. Like, <laughs> like I would even, because I'm I'm in the negative of all my stocks. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm down, like, at least, has to be 60%. And I know I was at 70. So, like, and I'm in on crypto and on uh stocks so like and guys i'm not gonna tell you how much i invested but like if i just thought about that all the time oh my gosh <laughs> that'd be the worst so like if you think about stuff too much oh man you can go down the dark path right so just i'll let you go man and sometimes i think it's very important to be aware of like 
why you overthink. Before we talk about solutions, we have to figure out like why we overthink. Um, and interesting because my wife and I recently gone to like a book discussion and some church discussions on Enneagram. And if you don't know what Enneagram is, it's it's interesting. Um, I'm not too big on personality tests, but this one's very interesting. In which it you pretty much like see like how you think, why you think things, what are your primary goals, what are your primary fears. I think why we overthink um, relates to that too, because for me, I I want to weigh all my options. So I get paralyzed with a lot of options. Like um, if I have to like choose a brand or choose between objects, but I know some people who like uh, my wife, for example, may be, um, paralyzed by that because she doesn't know all the facts or she wants to have all the facts before she makes a good educated decision and then some other people are some other people uh, are hesitant because they don't want to offend anybody or they don't know where another person could be coming from which has its pros and cons like some people some people either don't care what people think where they just try to insult everybody or they're too scared of insulting people so they don't do anything. So I think it's really important to really dig into like why why we overthink uh, because that will help us find a solution because every it's not a cook it's not gonna be a cookie cutter response. Mm. It's going to be unique to who you are. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, you know, not all of us overthink about the same stuff. Like, Justin, I was going to ask you this question. Um, yeah. I was going to ask, you know, I asked everybody this question on the on the other video, too, that sucked. So, sorry about the video that sucked. Just, I'm sorry I didn't answer your question sooner, by the way. that's I didn't answer it sooner because the video sucked. But anyways, Justin, here goes the question. It says, tell me about a time in your life where your thoughts were moving so fast that you couldn't even breathe. You had no peace whatsoever and you were just led down a dark path, right? Yeah. So tell me about a time where you were bombarded with negative thoughts and you could not put an end to the constant barrage of detrimental thoughts, right? So yeah. I'll let you think about it, man, because it may take a minute. But like for me, it's different for everybody, right? So um, for me, I could give you an analogy. Just picture, and if you struggle overthinking, this is going to hit home, right? So let's say you had a great day at work or a great day today, right? And then you just turn off the lights, you close your eyes, and you prepare for a doseful doze of sleep at night, obviously, right? You're about to go to bed for the night. But then this is where the overthinking begins. Like when I struggle, when I when I have struggled with overthinking, it was because I was in a deep, dark place, right? In my life. And uh it was when I broke up with my ex. Uh so it was after May 4th, 2018, and like we just broke up, so all the thoughts that were bombarding my mind were all negative thoughts. It was like, you know, is she, did I make a mistake? You know, should I have stayed, you know, for somebody that really doesn't love me, like for me, and always trying to change me, you know, like, you know, is anybody else going to love me? Will I ever find love again? Like, am I ugly? Like, what's wrong with me? How come nobody's talking to me right now? Like, you know, as we having women swarm towards me, that would be nice. But like that, that's not my life, right? So. Yeah, like 
overthinking, especially with women. I've always overthought with women. Like, you know, does she love me? Does she not? Like, oh, she talks to me. Like, you know, like, do I look good? Like, what's wrong with me? Like, you know, that's my thought process when I overthink. So when I broke up with my ex, that's all that was going through my mind. And it was something I couldn't even stop. So I only got like two hours of sleep a night. Like, it took me months to finally get real sleep. Like, and sleep is an indicator. If you can't get sleep, that means you're not at peace. Like, in the Bible, it says, like, the wicked can't find rest. The wicked can't find peace. They can't get sleep. All right? It's a Bible verse. But, um, yeah, so, like, guys, like, when you when you don't take captive every thought, I'm going to spoil the scripture verse. When you, when you don't have God's peace and you don't go to him and run to him, when you face adversity and when you have the devil attacking because that's a spiritual attack, right? Uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna go down dark routes and dark places, and that's why you can't get sleep, right? Because you don't have God's rest. God helps you to have rest when you lean on Him. She even said it. She said, "I try to take control of my life." When you try to take control of your life and you try to fight a spiritual battle by your own bootstraps with your own fists, like in a carnal way, you're not gonna win. This is a spiritual battle, like. The devil's after your mind, your soul, and your heart, right? Those are things you can't even control because the world's constantly trying to tell you what to think, constantly trying to pro reprogram your mind and brainwash you. Propaganda. Like, the world's trying to tell you what a black person is. Like, we're all human. Why do we got to define each other by black and white and Chinese? That's stupid. Like, why can't we just be people? Like and be unified against ants and beetles and stuff, like <laughs> or like you know, real problems like a meteorite coming to destroy the earth or something. You guys get what I'm saying, man? Like, so Justin, you, you got an answer for that question? Uh, yeah, I think mine was related to uh, it's actually related to work, um, which I, I feel like that can relate to a lot of people, yeah. But a lot of times, and it's not one instance either, which is bizarre. But like whenever I'm put in a situation where if it affects a patient or if it affects a clinic that I'm working with, like, man, I overthink a lot for that. And there are a multitude of reasons for that. But like a, a big part of like why I overthink is because um, partially because like if I make the wrong answer, like that can affect a patient, which is terrifying to me. And another part of it is because my boss is kind of, uh, scared the day like uh, I'm not talking bad about them, but they have like scared the daylights out of me by saying that um, if I mess up, like it's going to be like a big mistake. So um, I don't know. I, for that, that has made me very wary of work sometimes, or at least for my old job, just because I I almost don't want to start something just so I know I don't fail at it, which is very dark place for me so like i'm i'm obviously better now but like that's still like the remnants of that still stick with me sometimes yeah but I'm, I, so that's due to a multitude of reasons one because like um maybe because like i don't want someone to get hurt but another one is i'm just scared of failure um so that's that's just one for me that i thought about okay yeah like uh my main point, I should have just got to the point in the last video, but 
Like, if you're struggling with anything in life, God has already given you grace. That's what grace is. Grace is something that's unmerited. I think that's what I'm looking for. It's something you can't earn. Uh, grace is something that God has bestowed on all of us in any and every situation of life. So all you got to do is accept it and take it. All you got to do is go to him, pray about whatever situation you're in, and then he can help you to overcome it. He's already given you all the answers to the test. He's already giving you all the solutions to all the problems you'll face in life. All you got to do is go to him. So like the battle of your mind, God has already conquered that. The battle of your spirit, God has already fend it off and fought that battle for you. And that's another thing. The battle's not yours. It belongs to the Lord. The, the Lord. So all these battles we're facing in this world, you're not meant to fight them. You're meant to fight them in God's strength and God's power. You're supposed to put on the full armor of Christ, right? He's already giving you the armor, but you're not putting it on. Like you, the devil's after your mind. You're struggling with overthinking, but you ain't put on the helmet of salvation, right? So when the devil attacks you, you're going to be doubtful. You're going to be filled with insecurity because you don't have the helmet of salvation on. Salvation, redemption, uh, you know, like just uh, just the barrier, you know, resistance against the devil and stuff like that. But let me share some scripture verses, man. So basically, you need to go to God's word to figure out what does he want you to do? How does he want you to fight this battle? And this is the answer. How do you stop overthinking? How do you overcome overthinking? This verse hits that in a nutshell. It's a lot of verses. So just I'm curious to see what verses you're going to throw out. But here goes one of them. So I probably should start off the video with this. So Philippians 4, verse 6 through 9 says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, <laughs> which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Guard your hearts and minds? Are you kidding me? And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. He ain't even, Paul's not even done. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and noble. Noble. That's what other verses versions say. So think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Oh, man. Let me tear this up real quick. Justin, you can tear it up with me, man. Let's see what we got, man. I'm going to use my brush tool. I never use it. Let's see. So this verse, the first thing it says is, it says, don't worry, right? What don't we need to worry about, Paul? Anything. Don't worry about anything. So a lot of times when we overthink, we're worried. We're anxious. In other Bible versions, it says, don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't be fretful. Don't be um, stressed out. Like, that leads to stress and depression. That leads to suicidal thoughts. So I, fun fact, when I broke up with my ex, before I broke up with her, every every month of May, fun fact, every month of May for the three years I dated her, for 2015, 2018, I had suicidal thoughts. Because in the month of May, she would basically say, like, I need, to, I need to reconsider our relationship. I need to figure out if we should be together. I need time to myself. And so for an insecure person like me, I know I seem real confident and all that stuff. I could be insecure at times. And I'm insecure when I overthink because, because I put, you don't think about things how you should, right? That's how you can be anxious and worried about things, right? 
So that's just a, an example, right? And when you're anxious about stuff and you allow that to take you captive and make you prisoner, which is the verse I'm going to use, then you're going to always succumb to those negative paths that the devil's going to try to lead you down and to, to allow you to experience defeat when God wants you to be a conqueror. You guys get what I'm saying? So don't worry about anything. Don't be stressed out about anything. Don't, don't allow the devil to win. Why? How? Instead, pray about everything. You're not praying. You got to pray. You got to go to God. Tell God what you need. He already knows what you need. All you got to do is go to him, right? And then thank him for all he has done because he already done it, guys. He already told you he gave you the victory. He already gave you the grace, whatever whatever you're struggling with. But if you don't go to him, you don't tell him what you need, how are you going to receive it? Asking it shall be given. Seeking you shall find. Knocking the door will be opened to you. To those who have not, they ask not. These are scripture verses, guys. You got to know the Bible. You got to apply it, right? And if you don't, how are you going to experience God's peace, right? That's what this verse said. You, it says, if you tell God what you need and you thank him for all he's done, because he already done did it, guys. You already got the victory. All you got to do is go take it and accept it, right? He's already laid it out for you, right? You can't experience and you won't experience his peace, God's peace, if you don't pray about everything. Like, this is fighting battles. Uh, spiritually, there's one song that a person sings, and Michael W. Smith, you guys should listen to it after this video. Michael W. Smith, Smith sings this song called, This is How I Fight My Battles. This is how I fight my battles. He says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Like, And that's all he says the whole song. He said, this is how I fight my battles. Like, this, this is how you need to fight your battles, man. Like, when you feel surrounded, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like you can't move and Man, you can't sleep and you don't have rest and, and you're just stressed out. Man, just pray about it. Go to God. Tell him what you need. And then you'll experience his peace. Thank him for already giving it to you because it's already given to you. But you got to accept it by faith, right? So a lot of people don't experience this because you don't have faith in it, right? You got to believe it, man. You got to accept it. So, Justin, man, I'm going to stop, man. Go ahead, man. <laughs> so you actually, picked, you actually picked out the verse I was going to say, too. Oh, okay. No, I think that's important because it leads into another verse I had. Okay. Like the, you pointed out, shows that we need to be in the moment. Like we can't be concentrated on like too many things that distract us, past or present. But I want, I also want to read off a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Okay. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He's also set eternity in their heart without the possibility that mankind will find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. So, man, like, everything has a time and place, like the verse that you said. But we also have the concept of eternity in our heart, and I think that puts everything into perspective. I think we have to be very wary of things that we think are a big deal. Sometimes... Not to say that things aren't worth thinking of or that things aren't a big deal sometimes, but we have to think, man, is how does this fit into God's plan? Is this worth worrying over? Is this going to matter in like 10 or 20 years? Yeah. Like it could be yes, but a lot of times it's no. Right. <laughs> when, we, when we calm ourselves down, by making things, by putting things into perspective, I think we make better decisions that way. I, because how many, uh, that's something I find funny about movies a lot of times. The first one that comes to mind is like Men in Black 3. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But how many movies 
the is the protagonist or a character thinking really hard about like a mystery or trying to figure something out um but it's only when they stop eat some pie or do something with friends does the solution come to them yeah. like most and i and i was actually talking to some um therapists people with uh, degrees in therapy or counseling that most of the time a lot of their patients come to a clear conclusion when they stop to think so i like it seems impossible when you're fretting over something but when you put yourself in a good perspective and that's why i like this verse it shows that god has made us creatures um for the here and now for the present but our souls are also eternal like that's a that, that's something no other animal has like you if i asked you what's a quality that only humans have like we could say oh we're intelligent but now like elephants and porpoises have been able to score high on iq tests as well and we can say oh we can make art but you actually see like chimpanzees and other animals make creations in the wild for no other purpose other than they look good so like what separates us and one thing i was reading in a biological journal is that we actually have the ability to think things through or plan things out which is a kind of a gift and a curse like it's a gift because that lets us make plans or like think like uh figure out how things might play out before we do them to avoid mistakes but man it's also a curse because sometimes we can overthink as well but i think that's a byproduct of our eternal souls that god has given our hearts like we're we're able to think in the future so we can like really put things in the present into perspective i think that it's such a hard balance but i think that's so necessary to like have a balanced peaceful life yeah yeah that's so powerful man because you you said peaceful life like we should have a peaceful life right like yeah. that's no debate like, like everybody wants peace but where does peace come from you don't you don't create your own peace because peace for you ain't peace for everybody but yeah. the peace of god is peace for everybody it should be but you know how uh how satan's followers and uh evil demons are and stuff like that they don't care all right but anyways like if you pray about everything you don't worry about anything you thank god for all he's done then you'll experience god's peace peace which exceeds anything we can understand like this isn't something we most humans get. Like, if you don't know God, you're not gonna experience his peace, which humans can't understand. Like, it exceeds anything humans could ever fathom or understand. Like, the mercies of God, I mean, the mysteries of God is that it's mysteries. Nobody can explain the 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 how the Father, the Son, and Jesus are one. Like, only God can explain that. Like <laughs> every other everybody else is just trying. Like, and it still wouldn't make sense to anybody. Like, not everybody can get it, right? And so you guys get what I'm saying. I want to keep on going. His peace will guard your minds and hearts, man, <laughs> as you live in Christ. So, guys, like, this is the biggest part right here. Like, his peace will guard your hearts and minds. So are you guarding your mind? That's the biggest question. Like, are you guarding your hearts? That's the scripture verse. So, yeah, like, that's that's the kicker. In this life, you can't just go through life 
and not ever guard your mind, not ever put up barriers and boundaries like we just talked about with the book of Nehemiah. I'm going to use that verse as well. Like, you, you can't just go through life without ever protecting yourself, right, from the guard the, from the guardrails of your mind. Like, you need to have up guardrails, man. Like, you can't just allow anything in. Garbage in, garbage out, right? So what are you watching? What are you reading? Who are you around? Like, who you spend time with tells who you are. Like, and, and they brainwash you. They influence you. So, like, if you watch CNN all the time, what are you going to be? A Democrat. If you watch Fox News all the time, what are you going to be? Conservative, a Republican, maybe bigoted a little bit, <laughs> and Democrats too. Maybe you're too far liberal and you're too, I don't know, accepting of everything. Like, so, like, you guys get what I'm saying? Like, you got it's got to be a balance. Like, you can't just have one all the time. Like, so, like, you got to guard your mind. You can't just watch anything. You got to be careful what you watch. A lot of times we overthink stuff because. We are giving our minds the the wrong medication, the wrong uh, nutrition that it needs. When it needs the word of God, you will be at peace if you go to God. Trust me. If you stay in his word, you're going to be having experiencing his peace. Right. You got to guard your minds and your hearts. And that's a scripture verse two, Romans 12, verse one through two, man. Like it's so many scripture verses. I'm done breaking up down that one. Justin, you had anything else, man. You can go ahead. But like, um. Let me see if I can find it in my presentation. I have so many stuff to share. Yeah, Romans 12, verse 1 through 2. I'm just going to read verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. So the way everybody else operates as a believer, you can't operate like that. If you do, you're going to overthink. You're gonna, your mind ain't going to be a peaceful place. It should be a place of tranquility. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it because I'm going to use that analogy at the end. Your mind should be a place of stillness and rest. Why? Because God is in there, right? God is speaking to you, giving life to you, giving you the nutrition you need. Why? Because the word of God is food to your soul. Like Jesus said, the word of God is food to me. Like I eat it. I live by, you know, this bread, this daily bread, right? So uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may uh, uh, prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You don't know what God's will is for your life. You're lost. And you don't, and you just feel like, you know, you're out of place and all that because you ain't, you don't have the right mindset. You don't have the mindset that God has for you. Like if you're in the word and you're allowing the word to renew your mind, this part right here, you're going to be transformed, right? But what's transforming? You can be transformed by just listening to uh, the wrong podcast, podcast about murder, murder, and that's all you listen to. Guarantee you're gonna kill somebody. Like, but like, you gotta watch what you listen to, man. Yeah, because it's transforming you into an image, right? So, do you want to be in God's image or do you want to be a man's image? Like, and you're not gonna be, uh, you're not gonna be presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing, and acceptable unto God. You know, if you're not renewing your mind with His Word. So, like, this is why we struggle with the battle of our mind. It's a battle. That's what I want to title the video: the battle of your mind. It's a battle. Like, you're not meant to fight this battle alone. Matter of fact, you're going to lose if you fight it alone. I will lose. I only have victory right now because of him, because of Christ, because Jesus. He already paid the way for you. He already given you the grace. Go to him. Justin, you you had anything with that one, man? I know you had something, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I do want to ask, like, uh, just uh, food for thought, like, what do you think it means to guard your hearts and your minds? Yeah. Because I know... A big part, a, a beautiful concept 
and characteristic I see in Christians are almost like their transparency, their vulnerability to other people, which yeah. is very hard to find in this culture. And I think that can be a gift. But I also think there is a good balance, as you say, to like guard your hearts and your mind, like God, like the Bible says. So what does the, what do you think that means to like guard your hearts and your minds? Yeah. Like dict our need to be vulnerable and open to people? No, no. Like, so like, to me, when you say guard your hearts and minds, it actually ties in with Nehemiah 4 verse 17. I was going to use that verse for that right there. Like guard, you got to guard your mind. You got to protect your mind. Protect your mind, man. Your your body's a living temple, right? What do you think your mind is? Your mind's a part of the temple. You got to take care of it, man. And you don't take care of it like, well, you can with eating blackberries. I think blackberries is good for your brain. But like, <laughs> but like, but huh? Blueberries are good for your brain. But anyways, like, you, you know, that's one way to take care of it. Yeah, yeah, you need to take care of it physically, but you need to take care of it mentally and spiritually as well. Like, your mind is powerful. Like, scientists, they say, like, we don't use all of our minds. Like, we only use, like, 2% of it or something. I don't, I don't know what they said. But we barely, we barely even scratch the scope of where our minds can go, right? And so, like, when it comes to that, like, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Well, it's a bad thing. But you guys get what I'm saying. Like, let me just read this first, man. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 7 through 9. Like, it paints the picture. We're in the book of Nehemiah for our Bible studies and Sunday school classes and stuff like that. So let me read this verse to answer Justice's question. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 7 through 9 reads, But when Samballot, Tobiah, and the Arabs and Ammonites and the people Ashdod heard that the repairs of Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry, right? The gaps were being closed. So if you have a wall and you have gaps in it, that means anything can still come in. But if you have a wall and there's no gaps in it, that means it makes it harder for the enemies of God to come in and destroy and rampage and take and steal. They can't steal, kill, and destroy like they want. Like they didn't have freedom to do it for as long as 150 years, right? Before Nehemiah. But now God is using Nehemiah to rally his troops and rally God's people to rebuild the walls, right? Why does the walls need to be rebuilt? Is your walls rebuilt? So they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. This is what the enemies of God want to do with you. They want you to be defeated. They want you to be brainwashed. They want you to, to be so lost with your mind. How many people are in mental asylums, man? How many people struggle with mental health? Like, it's because you don't guard your mind. You're, you're very naive. No, no, I'm not, not everybody. Let me stop. I'm just saying a lot of people are very naive when it comes to their mind and they just are really gullible and just believe any and everything they hear. You have to guard your mind. You have to know how to, the devil operates. He's like a lion looking for somebody to devour. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy your peace and steal everything good that God is doing in your life. Like he's doing in this text and with God's people in the book of Nehemiah, the Israelites, right? So check out those Bible studies anyways on my YouTube channel. Let's keep on going. They all plotted together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But but how do you how did Nehemiah fight this? This is what you do. But we pray to our God and post a guard day and night to meet this threat. This is not a battle that just goes away. This is something you got to do the rest of your life for as long as you live every single day. Just because you receive victory and life's good in your brain for one day doesn't mean it's always going to be good. Right? You can have dementia. You can have Alzheimer's. You need to guard your mind. Guard your hearts. You need post guard day and night. 
There's a battle. This is the battle. You got to fight for your peace. You got to fight for God's what God having his way in your life and, and experiencing his peace, right? You got to fight to have it. But, but God, God has already given you the grace for that. All you got to do is accept it. He already done fought the battle. All you got to do is go to his word so you can meet this threat. How do you meet this threat? By praying to God. But then you got to post posting guard day and night. So even though you prayed to God, you still need to post post a guard up, right? So I forgot your question, Justin. <laughs> what do you think it means to guard your hearts and your minds? Yeah, I think I answered it a little bit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, man, you don't just post guard either. Like you got, if you just post guard and you don't pray, what's that? You're fighting a battle alone. So then you get angry. Then you have suicidal thoughts. Then you be depressed because you can't win this battle alone. This guy made the mind. He made everything. So the way how everything works and how your mind works, like go to the person who made it. Like only he knows how to solve that solution. You don't like. So this is how you meet that threat, man. The enemies of God, they're after you. They're after everybody. They get angry when God's work's being done. They get, they get angry when you set up guardrails and you protect your mind and you don't fall from foolishness. The devil is a liar. You got to know what his lies are. He's very deceitful. He fooled Adam and Eve into eating the apple. Well, just Eve and Eve fooled Adam. You guys get what I'm saying? You got <laughs> you to like know when the devil's lying. And that's hard to know. Like, I don't know my history as a black man. I've been lied to too much. I don't know. It started with slavery, according to uh, <laughs> American history in elementary school and high school. You guys get what I'm saying. Like the Vatican surprisingly has all the history of mankind and all the facts and stuff, but do they really? Do they have the history, the true history of everybody? Like God knows it. Like that's what I want. I want to know truth. But how do we know truth today? Like you know. So you really got to be discerning and dis and and really calculate, really study. Like you guys get what I'm saying, man. I'm done talking. I'm talking way too much, man. I'm trying not to ramble like the last video. <laughs> Something I want to point out too, which I think is very important, is um, like the armor of God. Like a lot of times, a lot of times when you're thinking through something, yeah, some of them are your thoughts, but I guarantee, like if sometimes if you are paralyzed by if if fear is a factor in this some of those thoughts might be coming from the enemy as well and we have to protect ourselves from that so that always makes me think of the armor of god as well and like what's the helmet like what's the first thing you put on what's like the top of the head it's the helmet of salvation we have to be very well that uh, we have to be very aware that we're already saved like god has won like, I think that can apply to so many things. Like, no matter what decisions we make, like, we're going to screw up. We're going to mess up, like, a lot. That's that's a part of life. That's a part of trial and error, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, maybe it's a blessing. I don't know. I, I don't like it sometimes. <laughs> but that's just how life is. And, but I think we just have to remember, like, it's going to be okay. Like... For bigger, for bigger issues, we have to remember, like, God has already won. Like, whatever decisions we make, um, if we go back to him, like, if it's a mistake, we'll be all right. If there's small things, you can put it into perspective and just remember that we're going to be all right. Like, for me, the helmet of salvation just shows that, and I don't want to, I don't want to, for it to be such a superficial 
um, superficial saying like, oh, don't worry, everything will be all right. Sometimes things will be terrible. I won't lie. Like sometimes you come to a decision and it was the wrong decision. But I really think in the grand scheme of things, things will be all right. Like if we place our trust in God, and that's the important part, we have to go to God for this. If we place our trust in God, and try to expel the excess thoughts that the enemy is trying to give, or expel the thoughts that the haters are trying to give. Like I do think that will help us give give us a clear conscience until we feel more confident in those decisions. Yeah. Man, I, like I hope that I, I feel like I always say something and I'll backtrack to like make it more balanced, but you gotta yeah. be balanced, man. You're good. Like that's why <laughs> Yeah. Nothing's black and white. Yeah. Like like even the even the Bible. Like I don't want to say I don't want to say good and evil don't exist in the Bible. They obviously do. And there are some things you do and some things you don't, but a lot of lessons are situational. Yeah. Like it won't apply to every person. And I think the same thing for this advice is that everything's balanced, man. Like mm -hmm. you you have to you have to weigh your options carefully, but you also have to be very careful about, like, where did those options come from? Did they really come from God, or are they thoughts implanted in your head that are supposed to distract you? Or are they fears that came into your head unwelcomed? Right. Yeah, man, like, I, I'm glad you played devil's advocate. I want to continue that. Like, a lot of people mental they're not in a great mental space like i want to ask that question are you in a great mental space like is your mind where it should be is your mind where god wants it to be right and if it's not how do you get there right because like it is only one way and that's doing it god's way like i will i will be that bold to say that but um it still takes work. It doesn't get rid of the work. Like some people got to work harder, harder than others to overcome the insecurities, overcome the doubts, overcome the fears, just overcome whatever battle they're going through with their mind. Because it's a battle, right? But like I use the analogy, you know, like your mind is like a garden, man. Like, let me let me show the picture, Justin. Like this is I love using this analogy. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I did it on the first video. Let's do it again. So like. Your mind's a perfect garden, right? It should be, right? So let's say you got Bambi hopping around in your mind in a perfect scenario, in a peaceful place, right? You got Bambi hopping around. You got the, the water is clear. Like you can see through it, like in the book of Revelation 21, 22. You can see the fishes and the you hear the birds chirping and everything's green. Every It's green pastures everywhere. Like it's just perfect. And I didn't mention there's no gnats, there's no flies, no insects. It's just everything's perfect, right? So is your mind like that? Or is your mind like this like just trash like it's filled with filth disgust fears like is it a scary place if anybody could go into your mind would they be scared or would they <laughs> would they you know is it hell or is it peaceful right and what do you think god wants for you do you think god wants you to have a mind like that or or a mind like this like you know and so yeah, so basically, yeah, so is your life filled with tranquility? Like, is your mind filled with tranquility? And that word is so deep because the synonyms for tranquility is like 
restfulness, calmness, serenity, stillness, contentment, cool-headedness, cool-headedness, guys. Are you cool-headed? Are you even-tempered? You know, composure, untroubled. Are you untroubled? This is how a Christian should be living. In the antonyms for a, mind, a, a, a hellish mind, let's just call it that, a destructive, dark, gloomy, awful place to be, that mind, right? The antonyms is a place of commotion, trouble, chaos, agitation, upset, disturbance, turbulence, wildness, constant noise, loudness. Is that your mind? Because, guys, you got to fight for it. Like, I don't care where you are. Like, it's a daily thing. And I like, uh, you see you, you see this quote all the time on social media. Everybody knows it. It says, your mind is a garden. Your thoughts are seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. I feel like everybody knows that quote. Like, you know, <laughs> so, like, that's what you're a garden. Like, I just used that analogy. Your mind, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. But you got to do something to it. Like, and the same thing for a garden. You can do whatever you want to a garden. You can do whatever whatever you want with the outside stuff of your house. Because everybody, most people got like something, soil and stuff like that, trees and flowers. But like if you don't pull out the weeds, what's going to happen? There's going to be even more weeds. They're just going to keep on expanding until the weeds take over the garden. You don't got no garden no more. It becomes grass, right? So is that your mind? Is it is it clean or is it dirty? Is it full of weeds or can you plant seeds, good seeds, right, on good soil? It got to be on good soil, like the parable Jesus told. So, like, yeah, like, but even when you do pull weeds, it takes work, right? It's a daily thing. It's something you do constantly. It's a never-ending work. Weeds don't just go away. It's never coming again. No, right. you always got to pull it out. And then on top of that, like, they can be hiding and then show up the next day or show up later. Even though you did, you pulled out all the weeds you thought, some other ones are going to appear eventually, right? So that's the same thing with your mind. Like it's a constant battle. Is it? It is, isn't easy. It's something you gotta always cultivate, and it takes work and consistency. And it's almost a it's a it's a daily thing, right? So this is what I'm trying to say. This is how you stop overthinking, right? You stop overthinking by praying, right? You stop overthinking by stop being in control. She says she she likes to take control of the situation. Then she gets angry. That was the kicker. Because you try to take control of the situation, you can get angry. You can get resentful. You can get suicidal like I did. You can get depressed. A lot of people are depressed, living like Eeyores on Winnie the Pooh. You're just an Eeyore and you're sad all the time and people hate being around you. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't if you don't fight this battle the right way, God's way, you're going to lose. So ask God to help you let go of the situation and surrender it to him to give you the strength to trust him in his perfect control. He's in control. You're not. So... Yeah, you may not fix it today. Your mind may not be peaceful tomorrow. You may still sleep three hours or four hours the next day. But over time, if you keep on fighting this battle, God's way, you're gonna you're gonna receive peace. You're gonna receive His rest, just like the promises we read in His Word today, man. So, yeah, Justin, uh, I have one last verse, but you can go ahead, man. If you had anything else, yeah. I'm trying to think how to word this one because I've been mulling it, mulling it over in my mind a little bit, but it's, I think it, I think it is a blessing as well to be able to um, weigh different options as well. I, I don't want the takeaway to be, oh, I need to like, I need to like uh, eliminate all the things that I, all the thoughts in my head. I think they're. I think that is a blessing too, to yeah. just like be in the moment because I think different perspectives and different standpoints are very 
important for us because it allows us to connect with other people. I think God has given us a certain story, a certain background to really empathize or connect with somebody who's also shared our background. That allows us to connect, um, connect with each other. So I, I do think it's good to stop and think where someone else is going from. You just need to do it in a place of peace, if that makes sense. Um, so there is such a thing as overthinking, but I think it's also a blessing when we're able to stop and think with other people. The, the Dalai Lama actually came to Birmingham one time and they were talking with some, uh, it's kind of a funny situation. He talked with some neurologists here at UAB talking about the uh, scientific benefits of meditating. And I was talking about like, um, just like being in the moment, not trying to concentrate on the past or the future, just being present. Um, And the way he talked to people was very interesting because It was like if he was saying hi to one other person and then he showed so much joy just talking to them. And then he was off to, then he, as soon as they left and he was on the next person, it was like he started over. He was just like very present with that person. He was happy to see them. Like I just want, I want to be that way. I want to like not take for granted the person that is with me. So I, and I think there is a certain happiness or peace that comes from that. So I do think, yeah, we do have to protect ourselves from overthinking. But I think there is a good ability. If, if you can't, if you can't stop yourself from thinking, that's not a bad thing either. I think you can think through a situation from a place of peace. I think you can think through a situation while you guard your hearts and your minds. Yeah. So there's a. Yeah, I'm happy you said that, man. Cause that just. Oh, yeah, I worded that a whole lot better than I thought I was. I thought I was going to butcher that. <laughs> now, it related with the question you asked me. You said, how do you guard your heart? And then you said something with people, though. You said it with people. like uh, Because I, I feel like a strong characteristic of Christians is that they're able to be vulnerable and transparent for people. Like when yeah. we were talking with about Revelation, like, the walls were like, man, I already forgot how, how thick they were. But then, man, they were like miles thick. But they were like see-through or glass. Everything there was lit up and transparent. I think that's how Christians are supposed to be as well. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be open. But, I, yeah, I, I think you everything you said was correct, too, in which we do need to guard ourselves from. Because we aren't in the New Jerusalem yet. Yeah, we There are... We have to be shrewd as serpents in order to protect ourselves because the enemy is out there mm-hmm. and will be trying to get us. So, but like, I we I think with that ability, I think while we do that, we can still do it from a place of peace. Right. Yeah, like that's what I was gonna say, man. Like, you can't talk to everybody. Like for me, I can't talk to everybody. Like, you don't give everybody time of day. You can't. Right. I used to think you can. No, you can't. Some people just want to tear you down. Some people, and I'm a, I'm not sensitive, but I, re- I, I'm really good at remembering what people say. Like I don't really, my, my thought process. I remember everything somebody says to me. So there's still things, even though my dad's great now. There's things that I'm holding my dad to that he said all throughout my childhood, and 
I'm continually trying to prove him wrong, right? And there's nothing wrong with that to an extent. Like, you know, like if I thought of, if I overthought about it and that's all I thought about, it would only make me have hatred towards my dad, right? Like all the stuff he did wrong and stuff like that. But I can't think about that like that. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to know how to wield your thoughts, right? You got to know how to use the force like Star Wars. But anyway, <laughs> like you cannot and you shouldn't talk to everybody. That's one point I had. And then not everyone is good for your mind, right? Some people just ain't for you. Some people ain't, you know, I said that to one girl I talked to. She was so bad. I said, uh, I said, you know, not everybody is meant to be in your life, right? Not, not everybody is meant to occupy a space in your life. And you're one of those people for me. Like, you know, like. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, that looks, I only, Justin. I was not prepared. Like, that, that is strong. And you weren't even talking to me. <laughs> I was thinking, gosh, man, that's it. <laughs> I only said that. I only, that was like, Justin, you got to understand. She messaged me from a Tuesday to a Thursday, and she messaged me at least 150 times. Mm. 150 times. Because she was complaining about something she saw on my social media page. Like, That's a lot. And I said, we're not even married. Like, we just started talking for two weeks. Two two weeks, Justin. And you going to message me 150 times in two days? Like, we're married. The way you started, <laughs> I'll be so uplifting. Like, people in their lives. But then you just did a 180 and said, but I don't think you're one of them. I was like... <laughs> you didn't start out with oh, I, I feel like you need to text us no you built her up and then... <laughs> no I was always positive towards oh, her man I, like, I didn't say that until after all those messages like that was like the thing I said like to start off like, like she hasn't heard from me from days and that was the first thing I said so I know that hurt but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's just an example, guys. Like, come on, you you gotta you gotta take captive your mind. Otherwise, everybody else is gonna do it for you. Like, you need to you you need to accept the battle of your mind, or somebody else gonna choose it for you. You need to set set the stage for what what your mind's gonna be at, right? And what state you want it to be at, and keep it there. Otherwise, everybody else is gonna twist it and bend it to wherever they want it to be. Right, yeah. so this this is straight facts, man. So you need to demolish every argument, every pretension, pretension, just everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God that you that God has placed in your heart, in your mind, in your body, and we need to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse five. Take captive every thought. So is your mind keeping you in bondage? Is your mind a prison? Is your mind keeping you hostage? Because that should not be the case. Right. You should be taking your thoughts captive. You should be accepting what your mind's going to believe and what your mind's not going to believe. Ooh, and that reminds me of the movie Inside Out. I love the movie Inside Out. Like one of my favorite Pixar movies, if not my favorite, is the movie Inside Out. Let me show. show I'm going to share my screen, Justin. I'm in the video like this. You had anything else, man? No, I'm good right now. All right. Yeah. It's Justin's bedtime, man. He got to he got he got to put on his PJs. And go to his woman, <laughs> his yeah, wife. Yeah, sick wife to take care yeah. of. Yeah, so y'all pray for Yao, his wife. All right, so uh -huh. we got the movie Inside Out. I'm gonna share my screen. 
All right, so with the movie Inside Out, this is it's a Pixar movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And so with the movie Inside Out, um, it was just a person's brain, right? And it, every person had five emotions. Obviously, we all got more than five emotions. You got joy, you got sadness, you got disgust, anger, and then you got fear, fear right? That was this guy. So like in, in your mind, they all had a job to do. Right, they all had a job to do. So whenever a person was angry, anger had to step up. Whenever a person was in disgust, disgust had to step up. But all of them had a every emotion is important. And that was the key takeaway. Joy, which was the one with the blue hair and yellow, she thought that a person can only be joyful and only happy all the time. Right. But in the movie, she had to learn that every emotion was important right because you're gonna face all emotions you cannot always be happy you can't always be sad right if you are you're you're overthinking too much and you're going down the wrong path that's not the way this life's meant to be you need to learn how to wield all the emotions whenever it comes up and just take captive all your thoughts and use them the way and wield them the way god wants you to use them so that's the application guys so like yeah, man. And when a memory wasn't good, because you're going to have bad thoughts, you're going to have bad experiences, you're going to have bad things happen to you. You can throw it out. You don't got to keep those thoughts. So that was one of my favorite scenes on Inside Out when they were in this place called, uh, uh, it's like the dumpster place. The dumpster. Oh, yeah. Lost like yeah. the, the dying memories. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what it was. It was dying memories. I'm not going to show the picture, but it was so pretty. Like, it was this place where if you don't. What do you say? It's so sad. Yeah, it's a place where if you don't utilize a memory, you stop thinking about it for a long time, you can lose it, right? Uh, and a lot of times, we need to lose a lot of our thoughts that we have, right? Not all of our thoughts are good for us. And we overthink about things that we shouldn't be overthinking. We should just let it go. So you get to pick and choose what you overthink about. You get to take control of what you're going to think about. You need to take captive your mind. And so that's what I'm trying to say. Just throw it in the in dumpster memory it's gonna take a while to get there i literally said if you don't utilize a memory it takes a while for it to even get to that point and it becomes it, at first a memory is like all glowing and it's fresh right but then over time it becomes it grays out and blacks out then you know you need to it, it eventually dumps out itself because it's not meant to be there because it's not active right so that's what we got to do man we need to accept whichever thoughts are godly and good that's the verse philippians 4 verse 69 we need to accept whatever is good, admirable, praiseworthy, noble. We need to think about all those things. These are the things we should be thinking about. If it's bad, destructive, hateful, gloomy, depressing, you should not be thinking those things. <laughs> Take those out of your mind. And that's a hard way to live life because, guys, there's a lot of injustices. There's a lot of bad things happening to people. There's a lot of bad things that happen to us. Now, I'm not saying we should ignore it. That's not, I hope, I pray that's not the takeaway. Like after Nehemiah, we just did that Bible study. No, that's not the takeaway. But when it comes to your mind, you get, you, you got to know how to wield those emotions and those yeah. thoughts. And so I'm going to leave it up to you and God to decide that because I know what I got to do for myself and my mind. So I'll share some of that. And Justin shares some of that as well. So Justin, you good, man? Yeah, I'm good. Oh man, I like I like this question. That was a good question. I'm glad you liked it because that first video sucks, man. <laughs> Without you, <laughs> so I'm glad this one did it. But yeah, guys, like I said, I was redeeming myself for 
this this video. I should delete it, but it's more views for the algorithm and stuff. I'm trying to monetize myself on YouTube, so I'm not deleting it. But don't even worry about this video, girl. Don't watch this video. This is the girl's question I was answering. Just worry, watch this one, all right? So you guys know the drill, man. Uh, go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, and my podcast. Subscribe to it. Turn on post notification when you so you know when I upload another video. And guys, please, like, comment, and share this video. Share this video with people who overthink that you know it's going to bless. Same thing with all my content as well. So those are my social media pages. Let me talk about Justin's real quick. Um, it goes... Uh, dang it. I did it again. Okay. No, here it is. Here goes Justin's uh, YouTube channel, Chaplain's Log. So make sure to turn on post notification with that comment and share. Support his uh, YouTube channel. Then same thing with his Facebook page, Justin Lee Howell. And then the last thing I want to say is this is on my playlist. I, and me and Justin have answered a few people's questions before, but, but uh, before Justin, I've answered a lot of people's questions on social media. So this playlist is tied in. I mean, this video is tied in with that. So if you want to get more answers for your questions, check out that playlist. And if you got any questions, DM me and Justin your questions, and we'll do a video on your questions. All right. And then I have a playlist now about overthinking. So now I can get rid of that. I don't have to look at that stupid video I did before. But anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. You guys rock. I pray you guys were blessed with this video. And if you know it's going to bless anybody, again, share it again. All right. So uh, God bless you. You guys have a great and stupendous rest of your weekend. And I pray in Jesus' name that everybody receives the victory with their mind, the battle of their mind. Through Jesus Christ, amen. All right, peace out. Take care.